What's going on, family? Pastor Sergio Chavez reporting live and direct to you and yours. And listen, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to My Hope Center podcast, your place for motivation, hope, and empowerment. But then I continued to run on a sprained ankle because I diagnosed myself. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You ever diagnose yourself? You just look at it and you, what do you usually tell you? It's not that bad, right? <laughs> you, you, look at, you look at your foot or whatever you've ever hurt and it is just swollen, it's beat up, it's bruised, it's wounded, and you just look at it and you say, it's not that bad, and then you start Googling your symptoms, you go on WebMD, and you always tell yourself, it's not that bad. <laughs> and, so, and so I continue to run even with a with a sprained with a sprained ankle, uh, and then the next day I found myself spraining it again because it had already experienced some pain, and so that ankle was already loose. But I kept running on something that was already hurt. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. So I was trying to function with something that had been hurt, that needed attention. I tried to ignore it. But as I was trying to keep going, what ended up happening was I experienced several fractures. And what started as just something being on my ankle went up all the way to my knee. Because, and so I was in Nicaragua as a young man. I'm supposed to be on vacation. I had a cast that went from the bottom of my feet all the way above my knee on vacation. If you've lived long enough, you will also know that you will experience hurt, wounds, betrayal. You experience difficult moments in relationships. There will be be turmoil in relationships. But as we discuss here the the relationship series, we are going to really get into this this topic of, of forgiveness. Let's look into our scripture. We have our theme scripture. Let's go to the book of Mark. Chapter 12, verse 30, 31. We've been reading these two different texts over the last several weeks. And so I just want us to go back to it. We are in Mark chapter 12, verse 30 to 31. And just to give you a heads up, then we're going to go to the book of John, chapter 13. But first, we're going to begin in Mark, chapter 12. Bible says in Mark, chapter 12, verse 30 through 31, it says, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these let's jump to john chapter 13 verse 34 and 35 and we're going to read this one together here those that are in the room john chapter 13 verse 34 through 35 the bible says this a new commandment i give to you all right y'all got it y'all got it y'all ready all right a new commandment i give to you that you will love one another just as i have loved you you are also to love one another by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another 
the topic of forgiveness, as I mentioned, is a, is a deep one. It's a sensitive one. But here, before I break down what forgiveness is, I want to break down what forgiveness is not. Because there are a lot of misconceptions and there's a lot of people believe that they have forgiven. But whatever you bring up an issue or you bring up the past, it's still like it's a wound that's still that's still there. And you begin to think to yourself, I thought I let that go already. But as soon as you hear mention about that person. As soon as you as soon as you go back to that one scenario, all of a sudden you feel your blood pressure going up. You feel your blood is boiling. You feel like the, your back starts itching. Your ears start getting hot. And you and you say to yourself, but I thought I forgave. So before 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 I get into what it is, I want to break down what forgiveness is not. And if you're taking notes, I want you to take notes of this. Forgiveness is not letting the offender off the hook. A lot of people battle with forgiveness because they believe that forgiveness just means that you will let a person that hurt you, just le- letting them off the hook. Yeah. You should still hold people accountable. It doesn't mean that you let the offender off the hook. Here's where people battle. There is a difference between forgiveness and trust. Wow. Forgiveness is a, is a decision that you make. Right. But trust is something that is built over time. Right. Yeah. So here's the thing. Forgiveness is based on your personal commitment and decision to release or let go of something. But trust is based on another person's track record. So the Bible commands us to forgive, but not to immediately trust. I don't want to get too deep into that, but I want to throw that out there. Because many people believe that, that, that if I forgive, does that mean I have to trust immediately? If this, these people or this scenario hurt me so much, but there's a difference between forgiveness and trust. Trust is built on a track record. Yes. So if there's no track record, there's no foundation and no basis to you have for you to have trust upon. So, so, so forgiveness is not letting people off the hook. Uh, people battle with it because you, here's the thing about forgiveness. People say, I've forgiven, but you replay the scenario in your head each and every day. Yeah. The word forgiveness, the root words of it is for and give. The for means, means completely. And give means to give it away. So what does that mean? The root word, when you comprise these two words and you create the word forgiveness for and give, it means to give completely. So when you have truly forgiven, it means that you have completely let it go. So if you are saying you have forgiven, but anytime somebody brings such and such up and then you start, oh, and you start joining the party and then you start going in as well and you start putting their name down, that person did this to me and they said this to me and they, and so, so you haven't truly forgiven. Because forgiveness, in essence, what it is, is you are completely releasing and letting it go. Forgiveness is not letting the offense uh, uh, reoccur again and again. So if I forgive, should I just let somebody keep abusing me? And, and no, 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 no. Forgiveness is not letting the offense reoccur again and again. We don't have to tolerate that. That's not what the Bible commands us to do. Forgetting... Or, or, or forgiving rather does not mean denying reality. It's good. So when you forgive, it doesn't mean that you deny the reality. But when you allow yourself to be healed, you remember, but you don't go back to that place. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that place. That it's like, it's like when you start to think about it, you're like in a hole that you feel like you can't get out emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Because can I tell you, unforgiveness will cripple you. 
A lack of forgiveness will cripple you mentally, emotionally, and will, and will, and will create a handicap in your relationships. So, so many people are trying to have healthy relationships, healthy marriages and friendships and fellowship within a church, but they, but they have su uh, such uh, unforgiveness in their heart from past experiences that they can be in a good thing, but still be held back by what's been. Yeah. Or the situation that occurred. So you can be with the person that God has called you to be. But each and every day, you're just looking at them saying, I'm just waiting for you to do what you, what, what that person did. I, I feel like, am I talking to anybody in this place? So, so, so when you allow yourself to, to forgive and you release and let go, then that puts you in a posture, in a position to live a free life. I'm going to get into that a little deeper. Forgiveness is not the same as reconciling. <laughs> We're called to, to fellowship. We're called to love one another. Yeah. We may not be best buddies after this situation. <laughs> yeah. I may not text you every day. It does not mean that I don't have love for you. Right. But I just know that I need to, I need to, I need to see a track record to have trust. Yeah. That's good. And that's okay. I know people don't talk about this in the church. And so they battle with these scenarios and these, and these, and these situations. We are commanded to forgive. But trust is built over time. So, so, so reconciling comes with time. Forgiveness, I hope that you catch this, is not based on others' action, but on your attitude. That's good. Forgiveness is not based on when they forgive, then I'll forgive. No, it doesn't work like that, baby. Because it can be years before they, they, they come to repent. It can be years before they come up to you and say, hey, you know what? I was wrong. And so for years, because you're waiting on them for years, you will live with bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness, upset every time you see a picture on Instagram and you just try to scroll up there because you don't want to unfollow them. But every time you look at their picture and they style and profile and sometimes they wallet and, and, and you just over there. That's good. That's good. I feel like I'm talking good. So it's not based on their, added, uh, on, their, on their choice or their action, but rather on our attitude. So, so now that I've told you what forgiveness is not, let me tell you what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is embedded in the foundation of our faith. We would not be serving the Lord Jesus Christ if we did not see a model of forgiveness. In fact, the story of Jesus is a story of redemption. The story of Jesus is that the world was fallen, was broken, was sinful. There was broken relationships. There was turmoil on the earth. And God desired to have fellowship and relationship with his creation. But there was a thing that separated us from him. And there was, there was, there was some, so, some relationships that needed to be repaired. There was some, a relationship that needed to be reconciled. So the story of Jesus coming into the earth was to redeem us and to restore us and to show us a model and a picture of forgiveness. So as believers, this is something that we need to practice. As believers, this is something that should be embedded also in our lives. It is one of the most difficult things to forgive. But when you do it in your strength, 
it will be impossible for you to forgive because there have been some things that you've been through that I have been through that if you look if you try to forgive just based on your own strength you'll never be able to do it but thank God we have Jesus thank God we have the Holy Spirit that he showed us the model and he showed us that in his strength that's why the Bible says in Philippians chapter 4 I can do all things through Christ I know I mentioned that in the faith series we can do all things including forgive there's some believers that have been stuck for years because they're saying no I'm not going to let it go but you're in a rut emotionally, spiritually, physically, in your relationships, your, 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 your relationship, your marriage, they're paralyzed, they're handicapped, they're stuck because you have not let go. But thank God for Jesus that he became the model for us to forgive. In order for, for, for me to forgive, in order for you to forgive, first we have to acknowledge that we need healing. Because... What brings the pain is the incident itself that hurt you, but also the consequences that come after. So in order for us to truly forgive, we have to acknowledge that we need healing. Forgiveness is, just, is, not, is not just a thing. I'm going to wake up today. I'm, I'm going to just forgive. No, no, no. There has to be a healing. That's right. Because you can say you're forgiven, but that's just the band-aid. Yeah. When you just say I've forgiven. Now realizing that there's something happening under the surface that needs to be healed. So the reason why I needed a cast was because I needed to take a break. That's good. Was because I needed to take a time to assess my life and my decisions. <laughs> and I was quarantined before there were, I knew what a quarantine was in Nicaragua. Hey. I had to sit down. I could not move. I was looking at others moving around, but because of my decisions, because of the people I was with, because I was with people that would encourage me to keep going on a sprained ankle, not knowing that I needed to take some time to assess and heal and get set free from this thing. Uh, I wish I wish I had some people in my house. So, so I, needed, I needed to take that time so that there can be healing, but in order for me to get healing, I need to acknowledge I need healing. Yeah. Baby, you cannot forgive unless you acknowledge I need healing. And that is the most difficult part. Because everybody, you want to be strong. You say, nah, nah, that didn't hurt me. That didn't affect me. That didn't do anything to me. But in, when you're by yourself and you reflect back at everything that was done, everything that was said, you realize that, that, that there's something greater that, that is overtaking you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. So you need to acknowledge that we need healing. So if I need healing, I need to go to a healer. If I need healing, I need to go to a healer. I don't need to go to my abuelita Guadalupe. And God bless her. I, we thank God for abuelita Guadalupe, right? We thank God. Some of y'all are like, who's that pastor? I'm just making up a name. I'm just making that. We thank God for big mama. We, Thank God for, for, for family. We thank God for friends. We thank God for... Th but can I tell you, no one yeah. will be able to bring the healing that you need. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm talking to myself here. 
but if you're receiving this let me know no one will be able to go into the inner recesses and the profound areas of your mind your heart and your spirit like the Lord Jesus he will go into crevices and areas that you try to hide from people he will go into those dark places that you try to sweep under the rug so when people see you they think that everything is good and fine and you let them believe that it is but inside you know there are some things that are hidden but the Lord Jesus can go into those places of your of your past and into the present and speak to your future and he can bring a true healing in your life how do I know this Ah, I'm feeling this thing. How do I know this? Because the, 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 the scripture declares that he is our healer. So either we're going to believe the word of God or we're not. Let's just establish that right now. Either we're going to believe the word or we're not. I don't know about you at home, but I have chosen to believe the word of God. And in the times that we're living in, I don't believe social media. I don't believe what the media is saying. I don't believe different reports that people are making up in the time we're living in. I believe the word. Ah. I believe the word of God. So either we're going to stand on this word or we're not. I'm choosing to believe the word. And here's what the word says in Exodus chapter 15, verse 22 through 26. Exodus chapter 15, verse 22 through 26. Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea. And they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Ha! They found no water. Exodus chapter 15, verse 22 through 26. When they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Someone say bitter. bitter. You ever gone through some bitter experiences? Ah, yes. uh, you ever gone through some bitter experiences? Therefore, it was named Mara. So the people grumbled at Moses saying, what shall we drink? Then he cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed him a tree. Don't miss this people of God. Don't miss this. Make sure to catch this. The Lord showed him a tree and threw it into the waters and the waters became sweet. Before I move on, let me just make a parenthetic note. And I hope I, hope I can get just a little deep. Can I... Can I go a little deep? Do you have your floaties on? Can I go? Can I go? Can I go? Ready. Okay. What was happening here was a foreshadow, was a trailer. You know when you when you go to the movies before the movie, there's a trailer to show you a preview of what's coming. So here is a trailer, prophetically showing us what would happen when the Lord Jesus would come on earth. The scripture says that the waters were bitter, but the Lord showed Moses a tree. And when he grabbed the tree, he placed it in the water and what was bitter became better. So this is a foreshadow of the work that was going to be done on the cross. A cross in ancient days was made out of wood. A wood that comes from a tree. So the wood made the waters sweet. 
can I tell you that Jesus is so powerful? Uh, I feel like going in now. Jesus is so powerful that he can turn a mess into a message. Jesus is so powerful that he can turn that bitter experience, that trial, that test into a testimony. Our Jesus is so powerful that he can turn the things that were bitter in your life and he can make them better. I wish I had somebody that realizes the power of Jesus, that he can turn the things that were bitter and he can make them better. When I find scripture, I see people that were suicidal, but then became powerful men of God. I see people that said, Lord, I cannot talk, but yet they were used of the Lord. I saw prostitutes becoming evangelists in the scripture. I see people who were flawed, broken, even abused, but yet the Lord turned their stories around because he, ah, because he can turn the things that were bitter and make them better. Is there anybody on the chat that can say, thank God he's made things better. He's able to turn the things that were bitter and make them sweet. He's able to turn the story that was meant to kill you and harm you. And he's able to use it to say the thing that was supposed to kill me, God used it. Yes. That's good. That's good. I feel like I'm, am I, am I, am I, am I, am I, am I I speaking to anybody? Yes. (laughs) Yes. He's able to turn that scenario. Haven't you noticed that in Christ, in Christ, the most bitter experiences, yet you saw the power in the hand of God in that, in that, in that moment. Do I have a witness in the house? I don't know if I have him online. Can you look back? When I look back at my life. Yeah. The thing that was supposed to take me out, the thing that was supposed to kill me in the moments of being in my lowest point, being at ground zero, when I was at my lowest, that's when I saw the hand of God reach for me in my low moments, in my low point. People abandoned me, but yet God never left me. Uh, people, people spoke and criticized me, but yet God showed me that he was for me and not against me. Amen. I'm preaching in my house. I'm, 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 preaching in my, I'm preaching in my living room. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. So it was, it was a tree. It was a tree that was in the water, piece of wood, and it made everything, it made the water sweet. Then, then, then let's go back, verse 25. There he made, a, who's, who, who's he? Talking about the Lord God Almighty. He made a statue and regulation, and there he tested them and said, if you will give earnest Uh, heed to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes I will put none of the diseases on you which I have put on the Egyptians for I the Lord here it is I the Lord am your healer in the Hebrew text he revealed himself as Jehovah Rapha, which means the Lord God, your healer. So when I need healing, when you need healing, go to the one that is a healer. Yes. Yeah. That's good. That's good. You wouldn't trust a doctor that doesn't have a certification. You wouldn't trust a doctor to heal you or to help you or diagnose you. That's never, that's never studied. But yet we trust our lives with people that can never understand the depth of what we've gone through. So I need to go to the source, baby. And he revealed himself from the beginning as our healer. Thank God that you and I have a healer today. He is 
our healer. So I need to acknowledge that I need healing. You need to get over that just, just that, that denial. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's somebody that you're harboring resentment and you're saying, I'm fine. I don't need help. I don't need anyone. I can figure this out on my own. But here is the reality that you need to acknowledge first that you need healing. Then you need to go to the healer. The second thing is you got to understand that forgiveness involves bringing all of your pain to Christ. Amen. So, so if, if you just bring, <laughs> if you just bring part of the issue, he can't heal the rest. Is it, is it that he's not powerful and able? No. Mm -mm. But he heals what you reveal. That's why there's power in confession. That's good. Your confession will bring your progression. That's good. Your confession will bring your progression. There's power in confession. Going to the healer and bringing all of the pain. Bring all your junk. Bring all, bring everything that they said. Bring everything that they, bring it to him because can I give you good news today? And I'm so glad to give you this good news. He can handle yes. the mess. Yes. Yes. He can handle it. How do I know this? The book of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 says this. For we do not have a, let me, let me give that scripture out again. The book of Hebrews chapter 4. I love the word of God. I love the Lord God Almighty. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 says this. For we do not have a high priest referring to Jesus who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. Amen. But we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. Amen. <laughs> the Bible is letting us know that our high priest our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus, is able to identify with our pain. Amen. Yeah. I'm so glad that I can come to him yeah. with the reality of everything because he can handle it. Yeah. He understands. The scripture says he empathizes. He identifies mm -hmm. because he went through it himself. Yeah. It's nothing like going to somebody that's been through what you've been through. Because they can share from a perspective that others may not be able to fully, fully go in depth about. But when you, but when you connect with somebody that's been through, when you've been, when you've been through somebody, you're able to speak to somebody from a different place. And the scripture lets us know that he was tempted in every point. The scripture lets us know that he was betrayed. The scripture lets us know that people denied him too. Yeah. So if people denied Jesus, what do you think they're going to do with you? But the Bible says he was tempted in every way, but he did not sin. That's right, man. So he identifies with you. He had people in his crew that told him, I'll never let you die. Right. And then when it started getting hot and the situation started getting a little dangerous, people were asking Peter, Peter, do you know him? I, I don't I don't know who he is. Yeah. But just the day before, uh, I wish I had somebody. Just the day before you were saying, you're my, you're my, you're my road dog. I'll never let you die. We ride or die, baby. I'll be with you to the end. And then when, when the situation started to break out, everybody left. <laughs> so that's why he can identify with us. 
One week, he noticed, the Lord Jesus noticed that people were shouting out, Hosanna. Blessed is the one that comes in the name of the Lord. They had palms and they were celebrating the Lord Jesus. The next week, the same people that were yelling Hosanna were the same people that were yelling crucify him. That's right. That's right. So we have a high priest that can identify with all of our pain. I'm so glad today that we have a high priest. But yet in the midst of everything that he endured, the betrayal, the pain, the heartache, the trauma, the abandonment, the rejection. He still said, forgive them, Father, for they do not know what they do. So I need to understand that I need to bring all of my pain to him. Yes. I need to reveal it all because he can identify, he can understand, he can diagnose, and he can bring the total and complete healing in my life. The third thing I want to share with you is that complete forgiveness of a deep hurt is a process. Forgiveness of a deep hurt, it takes time. It is a process. Don't get ahead of yourself. It is a process. The decision and the commitment is, is, in, a, is, is in an instant. When As soon as you make that decision. But the process of getting the complete healing of the effects of that scenario takes time. You know, going back to, uh, to when I got hurt, after, after uh, I was out of that cast, I still needed to be mindful of what was broken before. Just because I'm able to move around doesn't mean I should be doing the same things I was doing before I broke it. Can I give somebody a word of wisdom? If you got broken in that scenario, don't go back to that place that broke you. Don't go back to that situation. Don't go back to those people that may put you in a vulnerable position because you will find yourself broken once again. So just because I was out of the cast, I couldn't move around like, 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 I, like I thought I could. I still had to be mindful and exercise caution and use wisdom and realize that this, is, this takes time. And even to this day, if I put too much pressure on my ankles, then I have to go through a whole process. I got to go through a process called rice. Someone say rice. This process of rice is an acronym for resting, putting ice on it, compressing and elevating. <laughs> I got a new acronym for you. Can I throw this new acronym? It's also rice. R-I-C-E. But this new acronym is I got to rest in Christ every day. When you, when you make a commitment and a decision to forgive, you are releasing yourself from anger and bitterness. You are releasing yourself from the toxins of unforgiveness. The chains that come with unforgiveness. It's hard for believers to move forward when they're still holding on to old grudges. 
because the scripture itself says that you can't put new wine skin, uh, 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 new wine in old wine skins. In other words, God can't trust you with a new thing when you're holding on to old things. That's good. That's good. So can I throw this at you? Ah, I feel like I'm teaching good today. A lifestyle of forgiveness will produce a lifestyle of freedom. A lifestyle. This thing is not just for one person. This thing is a lifestyle. When you are a believer, if you want to see, <laughs> for those who are in relationships and marriages, you know that you gotta, you have to make forgiveness a lifestyle. Some Husband, look at your wife. I'll give you a second. Wife, look at your husband. And just tell him, forgiveness is a lifestyle. And, 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 and don't worry, if you got a little stink on it, a little attitude, I would not mind. But just look at them and say, forgiveness is a lifestyle. <laughs> but when you practice forgiveness, you need it in your family. You need it in the church. How are we the church and we're holding grudges, bitter, upset at every little thing? How are we the church supposed to follow the example of our Lord Jesus and we can't come together, have conversations and release and let go and grow stronger and move forward. This thing is a lifestyle. How do I know that? Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 through 22. Matthew chapter 18. Uh, I, hope this is, I hope this is helping somebody. I hope this is helping somebody. I hope this is helping you at home. A, a, a lifestyle of forgiveness will produce a lifestyle of complete freedom. So Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 through 22. <laughs> then Peter came. It would be Peter. <laughs> he came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? He was trying to see... <laughs> He was trying to see, is there a limit on this thing? <laughs> is there a number? Because I can fulfill the seven. <laughs> Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 70 times seven. In other words, we have an accountant in the house. What's the math on that? 70 times seven. Some, they're pulling calculators. I know the number, but I just want to see if you... She, oh, our accountant's off the clock. <laughs> 490 490 but was Jesus really saying when you reach 490 times then you stop forgiving no, no. no. what he was he was using parabolic language okay he's just using figurative language there to let them know there is no limit on a lifestyle of forgiveness when you forgive you release yourself from chains you release yourself out of the bondage because you think by holding the grudge you are showing that you're the stronger person. Forgiveness does not make you weak. Being the stronger spiritual person to release and let go does not make you a weak person. It makes you a powerful person because you live in victory when you are free you live in joy when you are free you serve the lord god almighty with everything that you have inside of you you can't serve jesus when you have stuff just boiled up inside of here you can't love your wife the way the scripture tells us when you have all of that boiled up inside you can't love your children when you still are holding on to the things your parents did to you you can't you can't be free and live a productive healthy spiritual life a biblical spirit-led 
life if you're still holding on to those things. Many people say, if I can hold on to this, I'll show that I'm the stronger person. But the thing about, the thing about unforgiveness is that unforgiveness is like drinking poison, wishing that somebody else would die. When you don't forgive, it's like drinking poison, but you're hoping that someone else dies. But when you release, you can get healed. And when you get healed and you're reminded of that scenario, the devil cannot use guilt, shame, and condemnation. But when the devil tries to bring you down with, I feel the glory of God. When the devil tries to bring you down with guilt, shame, and condemnation, you say, he who the Son sets free is free indeed. I'm walking in the freedom of the Lord, baby. I'm not bound by my past. I'm not bound by the mistakes that I made before. I'm not bound by what that person did to me. I am free because the Lord Jesus set me free by the work that was done on the cross of Calvary. When he shed blood, he did it for me. When he shed blood, he did it to redeem me. When he gave his life was so that I can live set free. So I choose to forgive so that I can walk in the freedom that the Lord God has promised me. Amen. Yes, I'm choosing to rest in Christ every day. Yes. Christ identifies with us to the point that he said, I want to redeem and I want to show forgiveness to the point of death to the cross. Because he didn't want to leave any excuse of you saying, no one understands what I've been through. The Lord Jesus is letting you know, I showed you what true love and forgiveness is. I went to the cross for you. I gave my life to show you that I'm willing to give my life to forgive and set you free. So you cannot use the excuse, no one understands. I want to let you know that your Lord and Savior understands. Yes. He suffered for your healing and his sacrifice allowed us to reconcile with him and to live free from the offense of people yeah. to live free from the offense he said on the cross it is finished you don't have to continue living life with that pain you don't have to continue living life holding on to what he said and she said, and they did, and he did, and this person did this, and that person did that. You don't have to live with that today. Today you can make that decision and say, I'm releasing, I'm letting go, understanding that there is a process. I need to surround myself with people that will uplift me. I need to connect with my hopes and a family. I need to go to a huddle so that I can so I, so that I can get connected with people. When they when we're out of quarantine, I need to make it out to service because because here I am thinking that while I'm while I'm clubbing, hey, can I talk to somebody? Here I am thinking that while 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 I'm 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 drinking my pain away. While I'm smoking my pain away, while I'm popping pills to ease the pain. But, but every time that you continue in that cycle, you find yourself growing deeper, deeper in a hole. 
So I need to get myself, I need to go to the healer and I need to connect. I need to release. I need to be set free. I want to let you know that freedom is available for you today. No drink. No high. Nothing will be able to go to those places that you know you're trying to forget. But the Lord Jesus says, I'll set you free. Because I identify with you. The beautiful thing about scripture, it says in 1 John chapter 1 verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Your marriage will be different when you practice a lifestyle of forgiveness. Dynamics with your coworkers. <laughs> Some of y'all need to look at your coworkers and just say the same thing Jesus forgive. Same thing Jesus said. Forgive them, Father. They do not know what Amen. they do. <laughs> but as long as you're making their problem your problem, and you're taking their junk and making it your junk, <laughs> you're putting. You're, you're allowing yourself to get stuck. Yeah. Dynamics with your children with your parents will change when you live a lifestyle of forgiveness but pastor so hard but pastor you don't know what they did to me you don't but pastor uh, if you it just if you only knew i'm not telling you to do it in your strength i know it's impossible for you but with God, all things are possible. So right there where you are, I want us right here, because we're getting ready to pray. I feel the glory of God. I want us to stand, everyone that's here. I want to give you an opportunity. You may be quarantined, but you're still living with the same issues. Just because you're not working doesn't mean that what's been going on emotionally, spiritually, and mentally has just faded away. You got to address it. I want to give you an opportunity right there where you are to ask the Lord Jesus for healing so that you can experience a different story in your relationships. So that your story is not from breakups to makeups, breakups to makeups, and fracture to fracture, and an injury and wound to wound. Once again, thanks so much for tuning into today's message. I pray that it was a blessing to you. I'm so glad that you were able to hear today's message, but can I tell you there's nothing like the live experience. Would you join us on a Sunday afternoon at 1.30? We meet at Greenbelt Middle, 6301 Breezewood Drive in Greenbelt, Maryland. And so I want you to be there. I want you to get connected. You can find out more information on our social media at My Hope Center on every platform. And also, you can check out more information at myhopecenter.org. I hope to see you soon. So until then, peace, love, and God bless.